Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is Michigan Crime Stories, and I'm Jessica Shepard. The last time you heard from us, we were talking about marijuana, specifically pinconning paralyzer. And if you haven't listened to that Michigan Crime Stories series, we, well, we highly recommend it. You can go back and listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, right here, probably, where you're listening to me now, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcasts so you can find that series on pinconning paralyzer. And we do recommend that you start at part one. Our friend Gus Burns is working hard right now on some other Michigan crime stories, so he won't be joining us today, but I will be joined by another MLive reporter who has a really interesting story from back a decade ago, almost now, and it involves two county commissioners getting into a fight on election day morning, right in front of a polling place, actually. So yeah, you'll want to stick around and hear what happened with that right here on Michigan Crime Stories from MLive. Today we have a guest who has not joined us for Michigan Crime Stories before. Introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Justin Engel. I'm a reporter with MLive. I, I work in the, in the Saginaw area, cover Bay County a little bit too but mostly Saginaw County. Yeah, so we're actually going to talk specifically about Bay County, even though we're both from Saginaw, but not a Saginaw story today. Today we're going to talk about, I think, something that's appropriate because everyone's been talking about this Will Smith slap lately, but I actually think the story that we're talking about today is far more interesting than a slap at the Oscars just because of who the people are, where they were, and the story just came to mind for us to talk about. It was te- almost 10 years ago now. In November, it'll be 10 years ago. And it actually started on election day, which is a very busy day for reporters. So, Justin, why don't you just tell me how this 2012 election day started for you? You know, I think your description of it was perfect. This was like the proto Will Smith slap that that caught everyone's attention at a micro level, you know, we kind of had a, a, a test run here in, in Bay County on how people would react when two public figures spar in a really public way. This one was caught on camera, but it did spill into the public and, and yeah, it, it was really interesting. So I, I want to give a little setup because, you know, some people, you know, if you're not in the journalism industry, you, you might not know what it's like to cover an election. You just know what it's like to read, read it. So, I mean, Kim Kootenan and, and Joe Davis were two Bay County commissioners in, in the year 2012. And because of redistricting, they, you know, they were suddenly like in the same area. They resided in the same district. So they had to face off in, in a November election the, the following year. Kim Kunin was a Democrat. He was like this former auto union president. If you're from Bay City, you know him as the owner of Kunin's Irish Pub. Which oh, was yeah. a pretty popular place in Bay City. And then Joe Davis was... He was elected in 2010 by a 17-vote margin. He, he beat out an incumbent. Joe Davis was a, a Republican. 
every so, vote counts. That's the uh, message. There. Counts. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. 17 votes. So yeah, so as you mentioned, Jessica, this is election 2012. And as I, I was covering Bay County politics at the time, covering the Bay County commissioners. And so as we got closer to election time, as happens, sometimes campaigns can turn a little bit ugly, you know, there can be, you know, attack ads on, on TV or, or whatnot. But I, I actually saw the beginnings of this play out at a, at a Bay County commission's meeting and I had to, I had to look at my notes and my old stories because it's been a while now. It's been almost 10 years, but I had to remind myself of how this all played out. So like you said, November, 2012 is, is the election. A month before that, there was a board meeting where, okay, so here, here's the part where you, let me paint a picture. If you're not a, a reporter or have a reporter's background, or if you've never been to a, a public meeting, but you know, it, it, uh, the big county commissioners during a public meeting, they'll, they'll all be behind a, a big desk and they'll make decisions that, that are important to you know, big county citizens. And then in front of them is the audience. And then at a certain point in the meeting, they'll, they'll ask the audience to, Hey, if you want to, if anyone wants to talk, share your thoughts with the, the Bay County commissioners, come forward and, and, and say something. And so this part of the meeting is specifically for citizens just to, to come up and, and address their elected leaders. So from behind the county commissioner's desk, Kim Coonan gets up and walks out to where the audience is, gets behind the, the podium where the audience speaks suddenly declares himself to be, you know, a member of the audience. Now I'm, I'm, I'm a citizen now. I'm not talking as a commissioner. And he had a problem with a, a pamphlet that, that Joe Davis was sharing in the public about him. And, and he, I was trying to remember where this insult came from and it came from this meeting. So I had to look and I'm, I'm going to read you the, the quote verbatim here. I've got it in front of me. So this is Kim Coonan talking. He's addressing his commissioners who are now He's saying, okay, I'm a citizen. I'm talking to my commissioners now. People are tired of negative pieces. I've been going door to door. I don't know what he's done. He's talking about now Joe Davis. He's knocking on doors. He's, he's eating Twinkies. I don't know, but this is not the way I operate. So I, I remember sitting what? there. Well, all right. So, I mean, I mean, Joe, Joe Davis is a little, he's, you know, a, a, a large, I mean, a lot of us are, I, I'm, you know, up above average weight. And so I think that's, that was a shot. I think that's what Kim Kuhn was getting at. So the, he said, the public is sick of negativity and then implied a joke about body shaming this man, but by mentioning Twinkies. Right. And it was very offhand. I mean, it was almost like he didn't, he almost didn't want you to hear it, but he said it loud enough so that you could hear. And I certainly heard it and I, I you know, became part of my my story. So this became part of their, their narrative now that, you know, Kim Kuhn and now has called Joe Davis. A Twinkie eater. Which no shame in eating, eating no Twinkies, shame. guys. None at all. I love Twinkies. Yeah, I think you should eat all the Twinkies you want. So that's leading up to election day. So let, let me now go to election dates. This is a November 6th, 2012. And this is, of course, this is the Obama versus Mitt Romney election. So it's a presidential election, which makes it even more, you know, popular than, you know, any other election where there's not a president involved. Presidential right. election. So, yeah. I, I covered elections for a few years before that. One time I covered an election and I was, I had like, I worked 24 hours straight one time. So like 2000, the 2004 election. So I learned from that to start later in the day, you know, like two o'clock, three o'clock, something like that. Cause you know, the polls don't usually close until eight o'clock, but sometimes election, the results don't come in until, you know, middle of the night, sometimes four five, six in the morning or something like that. So after a while I became smart about it and I would just come in at one or two o'clock. So that was my plan on that day, but I get a call 
I'm, I'm trying to remember now. It, was, it must have been around eight or nine. This is my my editor at the time called me and said, hey, I'm hearing a rumor that there was a fight between some commissioners in front of a, you know, a polling place, actually in front of the, the, the church where Madonna used to go to church in Bay City. The fun fact on the side. Not, not just any polling place. It's a church. <laughs> so like, it, it's pretty much the, the last place you're expecting fisticuffs to break out. So yeah, this is eight or nine in the morning and I, I was eating breakfast. And so I just stopped eating breakfast right then. I'm a reporter. I've got to get on this right away. This is a, sounds crazy. It sounds like a rumor that's probably not true. You know, I, I don't know. So anyway, I, I, I reached out to some people. The first person I got in touch with was, was Kim Coonan on my, on my phone and he confirmed it. I mean, he said, yeah, that I, I, you know, and here's the part too. I, I'm trying to remember, I, I looked at my story and then Eventually there was the, you know, there, there were some charges brought later on. And so I'll, I'll basically give the kind of the combined, because there were different, the, the story was different on the day that it happened versus how it, how it was portrayed by Joe Davis and Kim Coonan later on. But basically Kim Coonan's version of the story was that he was driving by that church, which was a, a polling place for that election. And he saw some campaign signs there that he thought were in violation of a, a code, code ordinance. And so he went there and he, he, he took those out of the ground. And at some point, Joe Davis just drove into the parking lot at a high rate of speed, got out of his car, was angry. I think this is the part where the two of them, their, their stories match. Like he, both people were very angry at each other. Kim Coonan's version of the story was that Joe Davis at some point got in, in front between him and the, and his trunk. And so the way that he got Joe Davis out of the way was to slap him twice. A slap was the, the, that was the Kim Coonan version of, of what the altercation was. Charging punch was the, was how Joe Davis described it. Yeah. So it, yeah, there was an altercation in front of this church and not just, you know, not just any kind of polling place, but a church on top. So. They both agree that a physical altercation did occur. They just have different details. Now, does Kim Coonan say that Joe Davis physically assaulted him in any way, or are they both in agreement that Kim Coonan is the aggressor, regardless of the slap, punch, whatever it may be? Right. That's correct. Joe Davis was the recipient of a, a slap or a punch. They were both angry at each other though. The, uh, you know, as we were putting the story together later that day. So I finally did get a little Joe Davis. I, I called him. He was at, I'm trying to remember exactly where it was, but it was like a, a med express. It was like an express medical center type of place. And we got a photographer go out to him and, and he had, he had a cut on his lip. He had some cuts around his eye and a little bit of bruising. So he had obviously got into an altercation. So there was physical evidence in that, in that photo anyway. Yeah. So later on, Kim Coonan was charged with a misdemeanor, misdemeanor assault and battery and malicious destruction of property. A judge eventually dismissed the vandalism charge and then a jury found Kim Coonan not guilty of the uh, assault count. Oh. So that that's, that's how that ended a couple of, you know, months later. How was he found not guilty? Is he, it, I mean, to me or to the layman, you would think they both agree there was an altercation, a physical altercation. They both agree that Kim Coonan is the one who used physical force. And Joe Davis, I remember even seeing the pictures, you know, he had blood inside of his lip. He had photo, photographic evidence. How does someone get acquitted of something that seems pretty cut and dry. Well, that would be, I guess, the question for the, the jury. I, I'd have mm -hmm. to, I'd have to ask them 
that question, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have, I'd, I'd have to speculate on that and I'd rather not speculate on. on sure. But it went all the way to a jury. This, this did not get, there was no plea. There was no agreement beforehand. I mean, again, for people who don't cover, who aren't reporters who might not know or don't know the court system well, many minor issues like this do not ever see a trial. I mean, it's, it's kind of rare that it would go all the way to trial. I would say so. Yeah. I mean, this one definitely played out in public. This wasn't a bar fight that happened at two in the morning that, you know, 10 people saw and it just kind of got swept under the rug at the, after that point. It was in the newspaper and it got picked up a little bit. I mean, it probably would have, might have gotten picked up more if it wasn't a presidential election is my, my theory. I think, you know, Obama right. versus Romney, that kind of took center stage no matter what, but it, it did. I, I do remember it getting some, some traction in, in media outlets outside of our, our region. So. I mean, maybe that, that helped propel it into a place where a normal scuffle of that level wouldn't have normally, you know, gone. Right. And obviously these two guys are not fans of each other. So I think either of them conceding in any way before a jury gets involved probably wouldn't have been something they would have wanted to do considering they, they did not seem like fans of each other. Again, kind of speculation, but not really. They're pretty vocal about the fact that they, they were not enjoying each other generally. Obviously, getting in front of a meeting, moving from, I've never seen that. I will tell you, I've never seen a public official at an official meeting walk from behind the area where the public official sits and walk up and say, I'm a citizen now speaking at, at a citizen during public comment. I've, I've never seen it. So that in and of itself was already interesting before we even got to the fist fight. But obviously, yeah, some tension there between those two. And I don't know about you, Jessica, I've never seen anyone, a public official, accuse another public official of eating Twinkies either. And no. And you know what? I feel like it makes you more human. I can relate to a public official who's eating a snack food, right? I mean, you know, we're not going to shame any eating habits. If you like to eat healthy, that's cool. If you like Twinkies, that's cool. We accept it all. But one thing I did want to touch on is that the, the altercation, to me, it's interesting the way this altercation started because it's early morning, the polls are just opening, and Kim Coonan is driving and happens to see what he he said there were there were signs for Joe Davis election campaign signs in front of this polling place, which the rule is a hundred feet, I believe, right? That uh, any election materials have to be a certain distance. I I think it's a hundred feet, but have to be a certain distance away from where people are actually going to vote, as to not you know, as to not have that last minute influence so people can can go vote. So would Joe Davies have been that he necessarily put these signs up himself, but would those signs have been in violation of that ordinance, you know, or of uh, the rule? Yeah, no, that was, as far as my reporting went, it, that was never a result. That was kind of an open question. I mean, the signs were taken out, so maybe that was just the evidence was gone. Like, who would they have gotten a ruler out if the signs had been in there? And that, but yeah, I, I, that would that matter was never resolved. But you're right. I mean, there is. I, I don't know the exact length that you're supposed to have it, but but most municipalities have that rule in place for the reasons you, you mentioned. So one thing I guess we have to address now: Kim Coonan won the legal battle, but on that day there was an election, so one of these two men won that commissioner seat. So how, how did that all turn out? So Kim Coonan won. He, he 
beat his boat, Joe Davis. Yeah, I, I don't have the score in front of me, but I know it was, it was pretty, you know, there was, a, there, was a, there was no re-election calls for, you know, a recount or anything like that. It was Kim Coonan who had been in place. I think he had been the longest tenured commissioner at that point and still is. He's still in there today. He's still there. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, the people must like him. Uh, you know, this did not tarnish his reputation, it looks like. No. I, I mean, I was wondering that morning when I was writing the story because I, you know, I, I got the story out about, oh, I don't know, 10 or 11 o'clock or something like that. So in my mind, I was wondering, is this going to influence some people? Are they going to read this story on their way to the, you know, to casting their ballots? Is that going to cause them to go for Joe Davis instead of Kim, Kim Coonan or, or the opposite? You know, who knows? But obviously, Kim Coonan won, so I, I, who knows what, what kind of influence that had or if it had any at all. I can say that as a kind of an after after story or two years later, they faced off again. There was a second election between the two of them, the same district, and Kim Coonan won once again. There was no fisticuffs that time. I, I wasn't actually reporting on the commissioners at that point, but I, I did read some of their what my you know successor wrote about, and they seemed to be a little cooler with each other at that point not not i wouldn't say friendly they weren't throwing insults at each other or accusing each other of eating food at all yeah well i'm i'm glad that the you know it it went a little smoother the second time how did your election day go i mean we were talking about the fact that election day is a long day for any reporter you thought you were going to get to start later that day. You did not. So how did election day end up turning out for you because of this incident? Well, so as an American citizen and didn't go too well, I'm, you know, I'm, I I like to vote. I like to exercise my rights to vote. I plan to vote that day. That was part of my plan. I was going to, like I said, go in in the later afternoon to write my story uh, and to cover the election. But before that, I was going to, you know, stop by my polling place and, and cast my vote. And because of, of this, it, it it didn't happen. I was I was hoping, you know, I would be able to get, get around to it later in the day. You know, I knew this was a story that I needed to get out there ASAP. So I, I kind of rushed to work right away and just thought in my head, okay, there will be an opening like an hour or two later on where I can get away. And it just never happened. <laughs> the story kind of ended up taking over probably... 75% of my day that day up until the polls came out. And then I had to cover other things also, but also the Kim Coonan versus Joe Davis election too. So I, yeah, I never got around to, to voting that day. So my, my vote was not cast in the 2012 election. And that's, I guess that's a good lesson that your actions may impact other people in ways that you would never imagine, because I'm sure that Kim Coonan and Joe Davis had no idea they would stop someone from exercising their right to vote by getting into that altercation that morning. So you never know how how your actions will affect others. But Justin, I know that you've been a good citizen and voted many times. I think that one time, you know, you were busy. You get off the hook for that. I can tell you another story. So, okay. all right. So, two, two, so 2012 is, you might remember, three years after an incident happened, a few states over, there was this man, Henry, Henry Lewis Gates Jr. I was arrested in Massachusetts by a, a local police officer. Do you remember this, Jessica? I, I remember this name and I'm trying to figure out why. So, all right. So once that happened, it became a big national story. And President Obama, who was, I think, in his first year, in his first term at that time, brought these two men together and they had what they what was called the Fear Summit. Is, is this ringing the bell? Yes, I do. I do remember that. So it was basically, you know, President Obama was trying to be a mediator between these two. Henry Louis Gates is this very 
uh, well-known, very high-profile educator, a black man, and then the police officer. Basically, I, I, I can't remember all the details. I should have looked it up, but basically, there was a call made that that, that someone was breaking into Henry Louis Gates's home, and it was it turned out it was Henry Louis Gates was just coming home. So police responded to it, and eventually Henry Louis Gates was arrested, even though oh no, his crime was he, that he was home. He came home. So yeah, President Obama brought together this brought the two of them together. I think they came to the White House lawn or something like that. And they had a beer and they call it the right. beer summit. So here's a funny story. So the editor at the, the Bay City Times at the time we wrote an editorial after the Joe Davis to Kim Coonan fight. You know, and the fact that the, 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 this Twinkie insult was was lobbed at at, you know, Joe Davis just a month earlier became part of the story. You know, this guy is calling his fellow commissioner, you know, basically a Twinkie eater, which again is not an insult, but still, he <laughs> obviously he was trying to, he meant it. I mean, he seemed to mean, he seemed to mean it that way. I think a lot of people interpreted it that way, I should say. And then, and then the fist, you know, the physical alteration came, came about after that. So the Bay City Times wrote an editorial basically saying, you know, we should behave better as, as public figures. You're, you should be setting an example for your, your citizens and, and, and my editor at the time, his, his idea was, okay, we want to write this editorial, but maybe we can get the two of them together and be kind of do like a mediation type of thing with the two of them. And we'll buy a bunch of Twinkies and we'll call it the Twinkie summit. And I reached out, I did, I reached out to Kim Coonan and I think if I remember right, Kim Coonan was, he, he didn't say no, he didn't say no, but, but Joe Davis, I, I do remember calling him and he wasn't interested in it. You know, as we found out later, this thing went to the trial and all that. So I, I, I can understand why maybe at that time he didn't want to, I don't know, concede with, with someone who, who might be in a court case with him in, in a public way like that. But I, I just thought that was a, I was trying to remember the details of that story because obviously it didn't happen, but, but I do remember some of the behind the, the scenes of, <laughs> of my editor having that idea and me doing some work to try to make it happen. But it just never happened. And I think we all lost out because of it. I would have liked to see that. We do we do hear that a lot, though, in journalism. The We will not comment on pending litigation or pending criminal investigation. Or so I guess it might be a version of that. They were still intertwined in this. There you go. Here on Michigan Crime Stories, we do talk about a lot of heavy subjects a lot of the time. And our friend Gus Burns is working right now on some pretty intense subject matter that's important to cover. And sometimes I think it's nice to look, I mean, crimes, despite the fact this doesn't seem like a a big crime, you know, but it was, and it went, it went to trial even, you know, crimes kind of, there are a lot of different types of crimes that, that can be committed. And sometimes it's nice for us to take, you know, something a little less intense and, and chat about it. So thanks to you, Justin, for talking to me about this. I did want to mention, I almost forgot that this story stuck in my mind partially because I remember you won an award for covering this, an AP award, Associated Press Award. So, you know, the, this kind of thing is so noteworthy that it's award winning. I guess so. Yeah. I wasn't trying to, I wasn't going for that. I wasn't uh, encouraging Kim Coonan and Joe Davis to fight so that I could win an award. That wasn't the point at all, but <laughs> Yeah, sometimes that happens. Sometimes it happens. And I will say it is interesting because it, it does show how interesting I think the subject matter was and how rare this kind of situation is because Justin, I will say this, Justin is a great writer. If you have not read Justin's work, I encourage you to do so. He's a great writer, a great reporter. I would not say this is anywhere in the realm of your best work, but, you know, sometimes those are the things that get 
highlighted because just the incident itself was so interesting that, you know, those judges were like, uh, we got to give an award to this. This is two commissioners getting into fisticuffs in the church lawn on election day, you know, checks a lot of boxes. And Madonna's church, yes. Shout out to Madonna, Bay City native, Madonna. I mean, we're from Saginaw, so we claim Stevie Wonder. We we love you, Madonna and Stevie Wonder. So thanks, Justin, for taking the time to talk with me. I think the lessons here are every vote counts because some, we referenced some, someone winning by 17 votes at one point, which that's important. And just don't get into physical fights, right? Right, exactly. There we go. All right. Well, take care and thanks so much, Justin. Thank you, Jessica. And that's where we'll leave you for today. But make sure to subscribe to Michigan Crime Stories wherever you listen to podcasts. If you value quality journalists and the work they do, please consider becoming an MLive subscriber. And if you are looking for more podcasts to fill your days, head over to MLive.com slash podcasts. Mm-hmm.